So hello, everybody. Welcome to Living Extraordinary podcast and YouTube channel. I'm Danielle, and I'm pleased to have Joanne Wolf here today with me. She's an astrologer, and she's going to be talking with us a little bit about how she got started uh, in the wonderful world of astrology and tell us a little bit of maybe what's to come in 2019, any trend we could see. Um, so welcome, Joanne. Nice to have you with us. Nice to be, nice to be with you, Danielle. Um, uh, you know, um, I'm very honored and pleased that you asked me to speak on this because I love to talk about astrology and I think everybody can benefit from knowing a little bit about it, you know, and uh, trying to uh, see how it affects their lives and how it affects us all in general. Yeah. And, right. You know, because it is an energetic system, you know, the solar system on which astrology is based is an energetic system of planets and gravitational pulls. And the gravitational pull that each planet has on the Earth, including our moon. And we as energetic beings, how do we respond to this? You know, there are times when um, it affects masses of people just the way it can affect you individually. So it's a really interesting, interesting study. And I've been doing it for a very long time, um, since I'm a teenager, really. So how did you get so, it? What, what, like, oh, astrology or what? I, well, what it was is I was a typical student, uh, you know, I was an art student. And so I was a little, you know, a little, a little bit more, I would think, you know, visually and aware because of being surrounded by art and music students all the time. And life was abysmal as it is for a teenager often. And I thought, there has to be something that explains this. I don't understand what this is about. And in my own family, we've had a number of, uh, I had a great aunt that was a healer. I had another great uncle that was, uh, you know, a psychic. Um, so um, another aunt used to read cards. So, you know, I couldn't bug them all the time. So I decided to say, there has to be a system of something. And I started to go to the library and look up astrology books. And it was really hard pickings in those days because they didn't have very many of them. But I also had a girlfriend whose mother was highly psychic and a card reader. And, um, and we talked astrology. So with my friend, we used to dabble in it. A couple of us, we dabbled in it. We had like a little astrology club. And at that time in New York City, down in the East Village, there were all these old used bookstores that you could just spend the whole day in there. And we would glean the astrology books from there. And one of the women, whatever her name was now, I can't remember, Ida or something, she was very knowledgeable. So she used to tell us stuff. And we used to try to figure it out. Now, of course, we were really babies with it and we were just cutting our teeth. And then it went underground for many years. You know, I, I graduated college. I had to go to work. I raised a family and all of that. And then very seriously, in 2003, it kind of came back into my life. And um, I really started studying it very intently. I took several courses with master astrologers. Um, I attend webinars. I attend conferences. Because each and every time you go, no matter how expertise, you know, what your expertise is, you can always learn something new. You can always see how another person looks at it. And you know, you're meant to get that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So for me, it just was, and also, in my chart, I am a natural-born astrologer. In my natal chart, mm. the place of Uranus in my chart 
makes me a natural born astrologer. When I teach it, which is kind of difficult for beginners to do because they don't expect it to be so much memorization, you know, it is different language. There's symbols for the planets and, you know, and um, what the planets do in relationship to each other. And it's kind of like learning a multiplication table. You have to make that second nature. So they don't expect that. They think that they're just going to be able to say, oh, look, I could look at You really have to have it. And from day one, I always understood that. Mm-hmm. And when I see that in the student, I know this person is the natural. Not that you can't learn it. Everybody can learn it. It's not something that's so esoteric you can't learn. In fact, there are many YouTube videos for beginner astrologers, which I always encourage, encourage my students to do. Like if I say to a student, oh, I see you were born on a full moon. Your sun is in Libra. Full moon is always the planets oppose each other. And your moon is in Aries. And they go, well, what does that mean? I'll explain it a little. And then I say to them, look it up. Google moon in Aries and see what it says. Do you think that this is you? Mm-hmm. Google Venus in Pisces. What does that mean to you? So that's how you learn. You, you, you kind of absorb and you learn and it's through experimentation. And I must say that I used to drive my friends and family. I don't know. It just went to Surrey there. I don't know why. Um, anyway, um, are you, can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Um, I, when I first said, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm really going to do this, so I want to hone it, I drove everybody crazy because no matter where I went, I said, oh, hi, how are you? When's your birthday? You want to, you want to see your chart? I'll see your chart. I'll see your chart. And they're like, no, no, get away from me. I mean, nine times out of ten, they were like, yes, please. Do, do, yeah, do. exactly. And after a while, it's like, leave me alone already. My kids, leave me alone, ma, leave me alone. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. Practice makes perfect, too. Yes. And certainly in this crazy quilt world we're living in right now, astrology kind of explains a lot of things that are going on for us. Mm -hmm. Or it can. It can offer us some insight. Is it totally 100% predictive? No, because there's always free will. And whatever an astrology book says about something that you have in your chart is not necessarily, it's not etched in stone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. Because not only do you have the planets at the time of your birth, where they were placed around the chart, you also have the planets that are in the sky in today's world. And how are they affecting that? Are they talking to each other in a nice way? Are they not talking to each other in a nice way? Uh, Are you getting ready to make a transition? Are the planets sort of forcing you to make a transition in some area of your life? Mm -hmm. So these are all of the things that fall into astrology. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating. It is just fascinating. And so as you study it, how do you know that that like, how did all that, the history of it come? Or I don't know if you know that much. That, that, that well, this is an ancient, this is an ancient study. It started with the Babylonians and the Egyptians. Now let's think back. They lived how many years, thousands of years ago, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you know, uh, dateline you, you, you resonate to. Uh, 6,000 years, 5,000, 3,000. What was going on then? There was, life was very much earth-centered. We worked with the rhythms of the earth. People got up with the sun and went to sleep when it set. When it rose, they got up. They did their work. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no electricity. There was no, there was no YouTube. There was no Channel 4. There was nothing. What did you do? And you lived off the land. 
you were a farmer, a fisherman, a quilter, a baker, you know, and it was communal kind of living. And really brilliant people studied the stars and started to observe how the heavens changed with the seasons. Mm. Like, hey, hey, in the summertime, the sun rises over here, but in the wintertime, it rises over there. Mm -hmm. And they started to, you know, I believe they were divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. You know, they were really divinely inspired people who set down this system. And then, of course, the astrologers throughout history became the first doctors, really. They were the first medical doctors because people would go to them and they would say, um, Oh, I have this weakness here, and and they could attune. They could, they could. There is a whole field of medical astrology, mm. in which people can sort of hone in on what you should do to correct certain things if you have certain conditions. Mm? Fascinating, isn't yeah. it fascinating? So then, the Middle Ages it became really big stuff, and then of course you know there was Copernicus and uh, and that whole crowd of people who said, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, we go around the sun and." People, the powers that be didn't like that so they said oh really you change your mind or we're going to burn you at the stake so they said okay okay yeah the earth, <laughs> is the center, earth is the center and then some other guy said some pope said you know he's right we're not going to burn him it's okay and so it that's how and you know that these these minds these minds like the wright brothers and tesla who come onto this earth for some reason to advance us as people were there then too yeah so they were they were grinding sand together to make lenses to look to see what is that thing out there. Mm -hmm. And they discovered planets. And it's just fascinating to me that back in that, those times, people were into this and they were discovering things and making sense of it. You know? And does, does, so then does astrology go hand in hand naturally with reincarnation or does it not have to? Well, that's your, no, it doesn't have to, you know, that's a personal belief. I think that people hold some astrologers hold it, you know, much more than others. It's, it's really up to the individual, but there are things in the chart where, you know, you could kind of say, Oh, um, you know, you were meant to come in to do this in this lifetime because your nodes, the North and the South nodes, K2 and Rath, you know, the, the head of the dragon, the tail of the dragon. Um, it's where the sun and the moon kiss, they meet in this, this one spot every year. And when you're born in that year, everybody has the nodes in those signs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, often they may give an indication of what your, what your goals might be. Okay. Right. You know, if you have your North node in Aries, you're definitely a leader. You know, Aries has always got to be first. It's always an, in, in, you know, an in, in inventive kind of sign. You know, somebody who, who, a great athlete, great soldier, because they're very, very, they're very physical, you know, and so things like that. Yeah, so there is that, and I throw that out to people, but it's not, you know, again, again, you know, it's not, it's not etched in stone, and it's also our own personal beliefs often, um, often, you know, create the circumstances or contribute to the circumstances that we're in, mm -hmm. you know. But often I like, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to give people advice where to head something off uh -huh. or look for something coming up. You know, that's that I find, that's the joy that I find in doing charts for people. You right. Know? Nothing is, nothing is, you know, everything changes, you know, life changes all the time. So sometimes you may be having a really hard time. It's just the transit you're going through. And yeah, it may last two years, but guess what? 
in two years, it's over. Right. That's something to the client, you know, to feel like, oh God, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And do most people come to you for just general life readings or what would they come to you for? Like a specific Well, reading? they come for general life readings, but sometimes like say they have a lawsuit that's coming up and they want to know what, what, my, my, what might be the best time. More often than not, what I'm finding right now is people are looking to change the path of their lives. Yeah. People are tired of working at that job. They're tired of that relationship. They're tired of where they live. And they're looking to make a change. Things have, you know, kind of worked their way out and it's kind of time to move on. But mm -hmm. they don't often know which way to go. Mm -hmm. So we try to talk about that, see where their strengths are in the chart, what they might be good for, and how they can pace themselves to, you know, segue themselves into the new life that they're looking for. Right. Yeah, that's the big thing now. People are really, really looking to look what's going on. Look what's going on around us and politically and all around the world. People are, you know, people are tired of um, of being oppressed in a way, I suppose. Yeah. Or being put in slots, you know, where you have to be this for 30 years. They don't want that anymore. They're, they're seeking more personal freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know? And so, so the charts can help them find direction or what, what they think might be, might be coming up or um, a potential area to move to, or how do you assist them in making that change? Well, you know, like if somebody was really having like a lot of career challenges, I'd see which planets are hitting those, those houses, that area in the chart and see, you know, when it would be a beneficial time to sort of put things out. Yeah. Or maybe it's a time just to work behind the scenes. And sort of like, you know, feather, you know, gather all of your information before you make a move so that, you know, I'm going to, I'm still here. I hate this job, but in a year and a half, when I get that certificate or that training is finished, then I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? So I advise them. Or other times I'll say, get that resume out, brush it off, do it now, apply for it now, go. The opportunities are here. Right. I can't get, you're going to get what you want, but definitely it's a good, the ground is fertile plant the seeds yeah that's great that's that kind of a thing and how how much how accurate does it have to be well like do you have to have your time in order for it to have, be have your time yes it has to be yeah and it's got to be pretty accurate because uh, you know the rising sign changes every like you know four to five minutes wow so it could it could change the whole nature of the chart although you can still give an accurate you know a general a general reading with just the day and the year and the and the and the um location location is also very important right because it's you know it's how how you know how we're moving around the sun so yeah. you know where the planets are in the you know we're not static you know as i'm speaking to you the earth is rotating on its axis and we're moving around the sun so it's like but we don't we're not aware of this no when i was a kid it used to really tick me off that i couldn't feel it at <laughs> it all the time until somebody said you know if you could feel it we wouldn't be here we'd be out in space somewhere you know? <laughs> right it's like you, have, you know it's we're not meant to do that so you know um we are we're in an energetic you know everybody thinks oh this is the earth is so solid it's so solid no it's not so solid it's constantly changing too it's a lot yeah. of stuff going on under the crust right you know so energy 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 and we are evolving. Yeah. So, 
accurate is it? Sometimes it's pretty accurate. Yeah, sometimes it could be really right on. It could be you really know, right on. I had a question for you. I don't know if you were able, able to answer it, but I was thinking, you know, the time of our death is, in, uh, excuse me, of our birth is important. And I know that, let's say, um, um, the Tibetan monks might say, oh, the time of the death could, could, could also be important for the soul's journey in their belief system because maybe it would indicate a reincarnation of a certain time. So I know that that's not something that you look at necessarily in astrology, but would time of death also have that kind of influence of, of the soul or is that something that you can't really... I, I don't think you could really predict that and I never really predict anybody's death. Listen, if you come to me and you have a relative that's in intensive care and is 97 years old and they have a malefic Saturn is going over something, I'm going to say, look, within the next year, this person's probably going to pass. Right. But if somebody says to me, is my husband dying? You know, I'm not, or, you know, is, 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 you know, or something like that. Like, you know, sure. can I get rid of this bastard? I, I'll say, yeah, he's dying like we all are, but I cannot tell you when. You know? Sure. No, but... I guess my question is like after the person has died. So you have their birth, the birth uh, time and after the person's died, we can see a lot more. We can see a lot. You know, it's really interesting. When, after the person is gone, then we can see, you know, that the timing was correct. Yes, you can look at a chart because the chart still talks to you after the person has left. Yeah, that's interesting. You know? Look at the resurgence of Elvis Presley every once in a while or Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Or, or heroes, people who ha have these dynamic Im inputs on, you know, impacts on society. Their chart, why do they become popular at a certain time? It's because something's hitting their chart again. Huh. You know, they're, they're somewhere else. Their energy's somewhere else. But that legend lives on. Wow. And yeah, I never thought of it like that. Months, in my study of Buddhism, which I studied for many years, it's not, you know, we, Buddhists, Buddhists believe you're, you, should, you should prepare for death every day because we never know when we're going to die. And, the, and, the, and the, the hubris of us humans is that we always think it's going to happen to somebody else and we think we have all this time. Mm -hmm. But we never know the time of death. You never know. Right. And the quality of your life that's going to determine your rebirth. Eh? It's the quality of how you can control your mind, keep yourself centered and the good deeds that you do to others, okay? Mm. Not attaching yourself to anything, you know, that keeps you very mundane, but doing a lot of good works and helping people out and also centering your mind, centering mm. your mind through meditation. Yeah. So that's what really the Tibetans are more concerned about or the monks are more concerned about or Buddhists are more concerned about. Yeah. It's like you should live a life like you're going to die in an hour. Right. You know, that, what would you do if you knew you were going to die tomorrow? Yeah. What would you, who would you forgive? Who would you help out? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then certainly after the person has passed, you know, we can look at the chart and see, you know, oh, yeah, that's what was going on that day. And that's why. Right. You know, the went out. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. To see like the whole the whole thing after the fact in scope. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so. Well, a question for switching gears a little bit. A question for this year and next year. Are there are there trends coming up that people should be aware of or influences that we have? I feel I mean for me personally, I feel like a big difference between last year's energy and this year's energy. I don't know how other people are feeling, but um like do you see any trends coming up? Yeah. Well, you know, this year, this year particularly 2019, um 
in the birth chart, one of the birth charts of the United States. It's the same exact configurations that we had of the planet when the, when the country was formed. Okay? So all the planets are back. It's like the solar, it's like the chart return of the United States. July 4th, 1776. That's the date that, that is taken. I mean, there are other charts where people do other things, but it, it runs very similar. And um, so what was going on in 1776? Well, there was, uh, I don't know, America became independent. And, um, you know, we were under a king. We didn't want to be under a ruler. We wanted to rule ourselves. We didn't want to be taxed without representation. We put in a bill of rights. The rights of the persons who are, what are the rights of the people that are going to live here mm-hmm. okay um so all of these themes are coming back up they're coming back up and there was a war there was a war so you know there is that contention there is that contention out there mm-hmm. and how are, of course it's not going to happen the same way you know because we don't have a king and you know but we do have a congress <laughs> that's starting to oppress us it's starting to oppress us. And especially in the New York area where they just put some legislation in which nobody had any input into and we're paying more for things, people are not happy. Mm-hmm. People are not happy. And also, um, we're having what is called the Pluto return. And it's uh, Pluto is the god of death, the god of transformation, the planet of transformation, the planet of death. Transformation in that whatever Pluto takes away from you, it, 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 it's, it's like a natural death. It had to die. It's, 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 it's seen better days. Mm-hmm. You know, the trend is over. We've done it this way for 50 years. We can no longer do it that way. But something is replaced. But it's not without a lot of struggle and a lot of angst and a lot of, you know, what's going to happen. So that's, that's going to meet Saturn, the planet of, uh, no, you can't do that anymore. And we're going to change structures. And that's happening in the chart of the United States. And it's happening in the second house of the, of the, of the natal wheel, which is America's values. Mm-hmm. What do we value as Americans? What do we want to put in place? Um, you know, in our Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, the pursuit of happiness. We're the only country that's ever written in the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in their doctrines. Um, what do we value? And also, the second house rules um, banking and money and finance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's this big trend. So, politically, I would say politically, we're going to see tremendous changes. We're going to see, we're also going to see more migration of people. People are going to move because where they're living, they can no longer sustain them. And they are going to move. And I don't think anybody can really stop that. I don't think it's just going to happen. It's a natural, it's a natural rhythm of what's going on in humanity. Mm-hmm. And yet, what you're feeling is, as everybody else is feeling, that we want change, but we don't know just yet how to put it into effect. But it's coming together. It's coming together. Mm-hmm. One of the largest things that happened here in New York City was Amazon did not go in. They refused to have Amazon go in. Oh, I didn't. I was wondering what happened with that. The people said no. 
and the politicians are steamed and, and, and saying, oh, this could have been in all this business. They, they, took, um, they took an area that is so congested to put it into that they wanted to add more congestion. And, you know, the little person, because I don't know, in the New York area, which once was a series of neighborhoods, I don't know where you grew up, but I grew up in New York City, series of neighborhoods and, you know, it was like cohesive and everybody worked in Manhattan or they worked wherever, but the neighborhoods were the neighborhoods. Well, the neighborhoods are dying. Corporations are moving in. Mom and pop stores are going out and there's a Dwayne Reed on every point. Right. There's a Starbucks. There's chain stores. People are tired of it. They want, they want that old flavor back. They want to know their neighbors. They don't want to live in these high rises. They want to live in their homes. You know, it's just a whole different, there's like a surge that's coming in at this point. Hmm. So yes, you are feeling it. Politically, 2020 is going to be a really rocking and rolling year. Hmm. And um, that's not only here. Look at what's going on in England. They, hmm. just, were asked, they just asked the EU for a, an extension so that they could not leave. So they're meeting today, like, because the people weren't really informed of what it was, what it was, you know, they right. didn't really know how it was going to impact them economically, because the people who wanted to exit didn't want to tell them that. What's those peasants? What do they have to know? We'll just put this legislation in and so they'll go along. Well, this time they don't want to go along with it. Mm -hmm. They want to know. And I think people are more aware like that, you know, um, because it impacts their lives, it impacts their <coughs> financial. Um, oh, bless you, bless you. Excuse me. It impacts them financially. It impacts their their whole life, their way of life. Mm. You know. So I think we're going to see things like this, and you're very astute to be feeling these things, mm. because yes, change is underfoot, and it's underfoot big time, mm -hmm. big time. And there are many factors that figure into that, like there's going to be some big eclipses over the summer, and then, you know, we're going to have Saturn and Pluto are going to meet up, and they are not, it's not a great combination. Things dissolve, things disappear. There could be very um, contentious behaviors around this, this, this transit, you know. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, innovative stuff, unbelievable breakthroughs. You know, because everything has its flip side. People right. coming together in new ways that they didn't think they were going to come together. What I've been noticing is with here in the United States with every disaster, um, people just get in their car, they load up stuff, and they go to the site, and they give it, and they help people. Nobody's waiting for the government to do it anymore, kind of thing, you know? Right. It's that kind of thing. We have to take our own back. We have to take our ownership back of yeah. how we want to live our lives. So that's happening on, on, on that on that. Too. And what about the planet itself, like Earth? How does that, like, how does, I, I guess maybe that's a harder chart to read, but I, I suppose that Earth itself has its own natal chart or not? Yes, well, yes, yeah, there are people that do do that. Yes, they do. I don't, but there are people who do, you know, I don't know how they do it because to me it seems a little bit, you know, kind of difficult. But look at the Earth, it's changing tremendously. Um, up in Alaska, they just had a huge glacier melt a newscaster was there covering it the people are like you know what people up there you know that background has been frozen since time began and so when they build their homes they put their foundations they put the the, the rods that go into the foundation into the permafrost the permafrost is melting mm. their homes are dissolving up there but there's no global warming 
you know, so there has to be a new awareness of what's going on. The earth is in a constant state of change. Mm -hmm. There are, there are shifts and, you know, there are, there are plates on the surface of the earth, under the water and on the land. And it's an evolving thing. It's evolving. Mm -hmm. Things are going to disappear. Things are going to reappear. You know, the Hawaiian islands are the top of an underground mountain range that is predicted is eventually going to come out of the sea. Right. So uh, that, that's going to take millions of years. Okay, well, we're not seeing it. It's going to take, but, but it's happening inch right. by inch. So mega nano inch by nano inch, it's happening. Yeah. So the earth itself is a living, breathing organism. Sure. You know, and, and, and we have to pay reverence to it too. Yeah. You know, with, you know, with taking all the trees out of Brazilian forests and all that kind of stuff that's all together. You know, we are, we're taking away mechanisms that the earth protected herself with and we're going to pay the price for a while. Yeah. But I think there are enough people that are aware that, you know, it's, it, there's going to be a big shift. There is going to be a big shift. Right. And that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. No, people are, people, it, it's interesting how people are becoming more aware. All these things, you know, of course, through the internet and all that. And, and, and as people become more aware, it seems like, you know, it comes with the double-edged sword, I guess, that kind of consciousness. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's, let's do something about this. But then there's, it seems so heavy and so hard to do any kind of change. Um, but at the same time, everybody knows that that's what we have to do. There's no more time. We have to, we have to make we have to change to our job if that's what we need to do. Or we just feel like, let's do, let's go a different direction. We have to change. Yes, right. Well, you know, there's uh, in, 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 in the Hebrew Bible, in the Torah, there's, there's a tikalom. Tikalom is your little corner. You can't change the whole world, but you can make your little corner paradise. <laughs> so if we all take our little corner and we help each other out and we make that paradise, guess what? Paradise grows. Yep. Exactly. Grows. And so right. bit by bit, it'll blend together. So what we, our, our responsibility as whatever religion you are is to take your little corner of the world and make it the best it is. Yep. You know, to watch what you do with your garbage, to watch what products you, you, you put in your body or in your children's body, to watch, you know, the building materials and yada, 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 on and on and on. Right. You know? Yep. So that's, that's about, yeah. So, so that's the trend we see in astrology, astrology that's coming in. Another big thing that happened this year is Uranus, the planet of unexpected change and innovation, shifted signs. It went from Aries into Taurus. Mm. So that's an earth sign. So we're going to see a lot of earth changes. Mm. Uranus is going to melt the glaciers and it's going to make those volcanoes erupt and it's going to change the configuration of the earth. Mm. But it's also going to um, bring in new medical, very innovative medical stuff, stuff that we haven't seen yet. Now this transit will last seven years. So for the next seven years, we're going to see different things happening. And certainly um, in, in the medical field, there's been leaps and bounds in a lot of procedures and people becoming more active in their own, you know, taking care of themselves health-wise and stuff. Yeah. And scientifically, one of the last times that Uranus was in Taurus, the steam engine was invented. Look hmm. at how that changed society. It brought in the Industrial Revolution right okay so it's those kinds of things there's big scientific things that are going to be coming down the pike too some of them will be um 
strange for us and others will be just like, why didn't we think of this before? Yeah. New energy sources, new energy sources. We're going to get off of oil. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. But with that comes a big political brouhaha. So you see, that's how it's all inter interwoven. Pluto, the planet of transformation and change, rules everything that's under the ground. So it rules oil. Mm. And it's saying, no, no, we're not going to keep doing this. We're going to change it now. Very interesting. So, yeah. So that's how it works. That's how it works. It's a big old interconnected thing. And yeah. astrology is right there. Astrology is right there. You can explain it all astrologically. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because people who are who enjoy astrology really enjoy it and see how it has influences. And then there are non-believers who don't think it has any influence, but it seems obvious to me that it does. Um, and that it it's it's evident you know we're we're earthlings but we're we're in a we're in a larger system or systems so obviously they're interconnected everybody's going to discover stuff with that too you know we are going to discover with that stuff with that too okay. yeah people don't believe in astrology they just don't believe in it it's not my job to convince them to believe yeah that's right but what i like to say to them is uh, so do you believe in gravity <laughs> that's it that's a, that's an energetic force that's holding you right here you know, did you believe that on a full moon, the police department is particularly a little bit busier and that there are high tides right. and more babies are born, more babies are born and more, more, more murders are committed. Yes. <laughs> so right. That kind of thing. You know? There's evidence there. Sure. Yes. Yeah, evidence there, you know, but you know, people will believe what they want to believe. And it's not my job to change anybody. No, absolutely not. It is. It is interesting though. Um, Joanne, do you have, do, do you actually teach astrologers you, you're talking about your students do you teach astrology in addition yes, readings i teach basic classes from time to time yes i do oh, great yes, I do. and so i'm going to try to start to set that up um you know um i'm starting to work on it now to see where i can um what i can do excellent you know? great so people and I, I lecture i lecture in certain places like coming up in june i'll be doing a lecture at the local library i taught at the um i taught at the uh, adult ed here in town you know, I've taught, taught classes all over just to give people an introduction to it, to give them yeah. an introduction. Wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Joanne Wolf is located on Long Island in New York. Uh, so people can make an appointment with you. Do you have information on how people can make an appointment with you? Well, I, I just, I, I'm getting my website up and here it is. It's, it's astrologyandall.wixsite.com. Okay. Astrologyandall.wixsite.com. Wix, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash astro. And then that'll go right to my site. And there's all the information on how you can get in touch with me there. Excellent. Great. And so you set up an appointment. Um, you know, um, you know I, I do an hour readings. I do half hour readings. I also do tarot. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, I like to combine the two often because it gives people another little, another little zhuzh to the reading. Yeah. Um, no, and they always, they always resonate. They always resonate. Yes. I had, I had a reading with you almost about a year and a half ago and it was great. I saw a lot of things that were mentioned in that you said, um, happen, um, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of work, that was one relationships too. There was a lot of stuff that you said that seemed to be right on. So worked, you know, yeah. I felt very connected to your reading. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really enjoy, I enjoy helping people and I enjoy 
people, you know, and you can always get in touch with me again, you know, and, and we can still discuss parts of your chart after you're gone, you know, and, um, you know, just if you need a little advice or, you know, I can give you some ideas. Um, I never tell people what to do. It's up to them. It's totally up to them. Right. And, but, hey, you know, maybe you should look at it this way. And, yeah. Uh, no, it's helpful and, to have a different eye. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it really is. Sometimes it really is. And sometimes it's helpful to know that it's just a period of time that you're going through. Yeah. Right. Okay. Can but make this through. <laughs> get me through this. Get me through this. Well, you know, the last retrograde, this Mercury in Pisces was particularly tough retrograde for people. Oh, good. Well, I'm not good, but I felt that. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. I was like, is this no, it's not just you. You know, Mercury, Mercury was, is the messenger. Mercury is is speedy it's air it rules um it rules the sign of gemini and it rules the sign of virgo both very bright very very mental signs who like to get a lot of things done and like to do things and go and give information and gather things and and but pisces is is a water sign that's very artistic and dreamy can be very innovative but doesn't move very fast mercury does not like to be in pisces it likes to be an air sign like Gemini, Libra, it, and, and its own, and Virgo, or not Virgo, or Virgo's Earth, but it loves Virgo because it rules it. And it likes to be in fire signs because then it's got to go. Can, oh, information popping all over the place. But in water signs, it's like people are, oh, what did you mean by that? Well, how, how am I going to get there? Well, I don't know. And, and when it's retrograde, there's so much energy being bombarded and it's of an artistic, kind of spiritual nature often and we don't know how to read the signs with that mm -hmm. so it confuses us even more it confuses us even more and it could also be a little depressive it could be a little depressive a lot of people were undergoing feelings of you know how am i going to get through this how am i going to do this yeah and it was also but, when did that start this year when was that in february uh it, well it was six weeks ago it was six weeks ago it started okay that's weeks ago so um uh, and now, and now Mercury is still in Pisces. It's out of retrograde. It's going forward, but it will not be out of the Pisces shadow until April 16th. And then it's going to move right after that into Aries. Mm -hmm. So once Mercury moves into Aries, we're going to see a lot of people getting sharp, getting on it. You know, everybody's going to be up and ready to do things because information will flow easier. Uh -huh. Will flow easier. Electricity is like fire through the wires. Try to try to talk to somebody underwater. You can't. Yeah. So, you know, it's water bogs things down in a way. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I can feel it. I, 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 everything, you know, it's funny how, like you said, sometimes after the fact, you could see how the influence is affected. It's like, oh, yes, now I understand why that felt like that. Yes. Yes, you can. You really can. So. Right. Astrology is interesting, you know, I, I love it, you know, I mean, it's, it's created a whole life for me, and, and I, I know a lot, everybody I know is into it, <laughs> so, you know, it can kind of explain things for people, that's, it's a tool, it's a tool. Right, exactly. And, you know, and we need all the help we can get. Well, well, wonderful, Joanne, thank you so much for, um, for joining us today. Do you have any last um thoughts that you'd like to share with us or any other information we'll have your contact information after on yeah my contact information. No, i mean i would just say that like you know over the next until you know until the end of the month things will it's going to still be a little slow until the end of the month so be very kind to yourself you know you know slow down a little 
we don't have to rush around like crazy. You know, you have your plans, yes. And if you can't really put them into action, you will be able to put them into into action by the end of the month or even next month. You know, so so just be kind of taking it as it comes. You know, taking it as it comes. Don't 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 pressure yourself so much. And I know that's hard because a lot of people are under a lot of stress. Yeah. But <clears throat> breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah, great, great advice and good reminder. <laughs> yeah, breathe, really breathe, because when we're stressed, we don't breathe, and that makes things worse. So, yeah. you know, as far as astrologically, um, yeah, uh, you know, we have to get right after, right after taxes are due here in the United States, Mercury will be out of um, its shadow. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I said, oh, April 16th, everyone will be like, whew, that's done. <laughs> yeah, that's, and we will. We'll feel a little bit more energetic. And, um, and then we'll start to look at some of the things that we wanted to put into action for ourselves. Cool. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much, Joanne. Uh, we hope to have you on again. Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to talk about some sort of thing that's coming up, just let me know. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks.